B-Pod Studios. The best show ever on 97.5 The Fanatic. Jordan Hall does a tremendous job covering the Flyers for NBC Sports Philadelphia. How you doing today, Jordan? Thanks for coming on. Tyrone, I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Man, let, let me tell you something. We're pretty excited about what we saw last night. I mean, despite the power outage, they, they struck the lightning so hard, the power went out. Um, the thing that was most exciting for me last night was that four of the goals were by guys 25 years of age or younger. Um, I'm, I'm having this tough thing, Jordan, where I'm happy that they're winning. But I, I'm trying not to get too attached to guys of a certain age because I know that there's a long process to get to maybe the, the Stanley Cup level. So I'm particularly interested in these young guys. Four different young guys scored last night. How significant is those young guys stepping up against a really good team? I think it's huge. And you don't see teams often in third place of the division with a really good chance to make the playoffs talking about selling. But they're not going to be buying. They're sticking to the vision of long-term and that's, I think, really promising. But when you have young players impacting your team now, that's even better. And the weird benefit of a rebuild is sometimes you get younger players in the back half of the season, really the final quarter now, and they just they find a different wind. Um, they have younger legs. They don't have as much wear and tear on their bodies. And they really don't know any better uh, of expectations and pressure. So they just go out and play. And we're seeing that with a lot of younger players. We saw it last year. Morgan Frost took off down the stretch. Owen Tippett took off down the stretch. Noah Cates got better down the stretch. And you're seeing it here with younger players like Tyson Forster, Bobby Brink. Guys are making really positive impacts in big games against teams with pedigree. I mean, that Tampa Bay team's won cups. It's got one of the best scores in the NHL. And they went out and outplayed that team. Uh, And a lot of it was because of rookies. So I think it's really promising for the Flyers rebuild that they're in a playoff race. They're getting experience for their younger players, and they're actually seeing wins as well. Well, seeing wins is my most important thing, Jordan. But <laughs> yeah, let, let's talk about this trade deadline coming up. I believe it's March eighth, if I'm not wrong. And the the one thing that you look at is older players, right? I mean, you have Ristolainen who hasn't played in in almost what three weeks now, and you got guys that are injured. But then you got guys that are on the ice like a Scott Lawton. That, that are still playing strong, but many teams would be looking for him. Who do you expect to be here after that or not be here after that? Sean Walker, to me, is the most likely. I think they still want to cash in on that asset. He was a part of the Ivan Provorov trade last summer and was very much a cap dump by the Kings. And here he is. He's having a career year. He's been a bit, a bit of a reclamation project. And they have some young players on the back end that I think they want to see play minutes. Uh, Walker is one of three veteran defensemen on expiring contracts and contending teams value those players like gold. They love expiring contracts where they can add around the margins of their team, but also not commit long-term to a player. I think Walker's going to attract a lot of contending teams. And I don't think the Flyers are going to be ripping up their roster if they were to move him. Uh, They would still have a couple vets on the back end. They would allow some younger players to play a little bit more, so Sean Walker, to me, makes a ton of sense. Uh, but you can't count out Nick Sealer, who I think is going to have a lot of suitors. And Scott Lawton, as you mentioned, Ricky, uh, plays a premium position at center. He has a playoff type of game. He plays with grit. He can take faceoffs. He's been the best shorthanded scorer in the NHL over the last two seasons. Uh, and I, I think he would fit seamlessly into a locker room uh, of a contending team. Oddly enough, out of those three, would you say Lawton is the guy they would miss the most because of the way he plays? 
Without a doubt. He's a culture guy, too. I mean, he's been here through thick and thin. Uh, players love him. Young guys have looked up to him. He means a lot to the community. The fan base really likes him because he's done so much in the community. Uh, I've seen him, honestly, in tears at times uh, through good and bad in his time here in Philadelphia. So me- being here means something. It's, he's a flyer, uh, without a doubt. And he's an important player. He's been one of their best players since the All-Star break. So his game's gone up as the games have mattered more. So without a doubt, the position he plays and what he means to the locker room and also the city makes him, I think, the biggest loss if they were to move him. We're speaking with Jordan Hall. does a tremendous job covering the Flyers for NBC Sports Philadelphia. I have your latest piece. Now, they have seven games remaining against the Panthers, Bruins, Maple Leafs, and the Lightning. They're 2-2-1 two, two and one so far against the club, if they can come out and let's just make up, uh, let's say they can find a way to go four and three against those in those seven games against those top teams. If they find a way to do that, do you think they'll punch their ticket for the postseason? I do, Tyrone. I think that would be a perfect scenario. Those teams are legit. Like that Atlantic yeah. division is really good. Boston's there every single year. Florida went to the Stanley Cup last year. Very good again. Toronto's got superstars, and they're looking to try to finally do something there in the playoffs. Uh, And Tampa Bay has a couple of cups. They've got pedigree. So that's going to be a gauntlet of a a schedule. If they can just stay afloat there, I think they'll be fine because they've actually created cushion for themselves. Uh, But that's going to be a huge stretch here for them. And also two more against the first-place Rangers, a team that's just given them nightmares over the last three seasons. So... I mean, if they are to make the playoffs, you cannot say they did not earn it. Uh, the schedule is daunting, uh, but they've actually created a really good position for themselves where they have a little bit of flexibility. They can lose here and there, but as long as they just stay afloat, I think they have a really, really good shot to prove a lot of people wrong and, and make this season a playoff season. And that's well put, but uh, talk about the goalie situation a little bit right now. We obviously know what happened to the one guy. Uh, where do they stand goalie-wise right now, and how is that going to show up at the, at the end of the year here? I think it's the biggest question they have left, Ricky, is how far can Samuel Harrison take them, a 24-year-old rookie who has a ton of promise and the team loves him, but still a rookie who has never played a full season in the NHL like this. And then now who can spell him? Uh, Cal Peterson, according to Elliot Freeman, was placed on waivers today, so it looks like they want to make a change at their backup spot, and presumably it'll be Felix Sandstrom Um, A 27-year-old who's been in the system for a long time but only has about 25 games of NHL experience. Can they spell Erson and rely on Sandstrom or whoever the backup is to give them a chance to win? Because the the key is you can't overwork Erson. He's he's battled injuries in 2021-22, his first year in North America. He only played about five games down in Lehigh Valley because of an injury-plagued year. And he's a young guy who's never had this workload at this level yet. So... They have to be cognizant of not overworking him and keeping their backup ready. I think it'll be the biggest question they have the rest of the season, without a doubt. And obviously, we saw what can go wrong on Sunday if, uh, yeah. <laughs> if, if the guy between the pipes is not oh, does not have it together. That was a rough one. Listen, Jordan, we really appreciate the time. That was a big win. We were talking. We've been talking about that sell situation, and like if they lose, 
because they had, they had the two losses over the weekend. If they lose last night, you start to maybe fans start to go, you know what, maybe they should sell. The good thing is, though, you say that the team's going to stay true to the plan regardless. I'm just, I'm just in that boat where I don't want to lose Lawton, and I feel like he's something that other teams want badly. Well, don't you got it? Is it the gold? All right, let me ask you this, Jordan. I know what to stand. No, no, I know where you're going to ask be. Jordan the last I thing. I think the team could fall. Hold no, on, no, last thing, Jordan. We like this team, and we think it's a playoff team. We said yesterday, even Ricky, that we don't think this team can win the whole thing. If they can't win the whole thing, does it then make sense to make certain temporary moves, uh, tempor- have temporary losses in the short term to hopefully build a roster that can win the whole thing? It's an excellent question, and I think it's twofold. I think, one, you absolutely cannot lose sight of the future. If you don't think this team is a Stanley Cup contender, you have to continue to value the future and get assets for the future. That was their promise from day one. But at the same time, Danny Briere has said that the players are going to dictate the rebuild. And I think you owe it to the guys on the roster who have put themselves in a position to make the playoffs going into the final quarter mark of the season. So I think you need to reward them by maybe not ripping up the roster, uh, but also not lose sight of the future by getting assets for the future. I think you can find a, a, a good balance there. I do believe you can do that. And I think that's what they're going to try to do. They're going to try to strike the balance of not blowing up the roster, rewarding players for getting them in this position, but also not losing sight of the long-term vision, which is something they promised to fans from day one. And Jordan, just to put you on the spot real quick, what yeah. year is the future? I would say, how about 26-27? That's when Works I believe Matvey Mishkov will be here if he plays out his KHL contract in full. But make no mistake, I mean, it looks expedited this season. Uh, I think people, I don't think people realize the ingredients they actually have here, that they had a lot of young players from 24 to 25 and younger that were good and were going to get better. And if you su- surrounded them with some veteran players, they had a good chance to make strides. Uh, and they have. So that's the year I'm looking at because I think you're going to get some of the picks that you've had actually be here uh, in Flyers jerseys. But I definitely think they can make the playoffs this season and perhaps do it in years to come before Matt V. Mishkab arrives. If he arrives. No, I'm just playing, Jordan. Listen. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no. Never know, right? Cutter no. Gauthier, we oh. thought would be here, and, and he's not. He's a duck uh. in hell, So, yeah. Listen, thanks, Jordan. We really, really appreciate the time. You know we love your work, and we'll talk to you uh, more soon. Thanks so much, guys. I appreciate it.